Welcome to the Wellness and Wisdom Podcast. My name is Josh Trent. Over the past eight plus years, I've been asking myself the same question, and I still haven't found the answer, y'all. That question is, how do I live my life well? It's a moving target. It always changes. And if you share the same passion to answer that question as I do, stick around. If you want to check out one of our other full-length guest episodes where I interview one of the brightest hearts and minds in our world, head over to any of our Tuesday shows. But before we do anything at all, I have a question for you. Have you ever been around somebody and you feel like their emotions are contagious? Well, this is not exactly far-fetched. This is spiritual, but it's also scientific. The big part about this that we're going to explore today is why do people tend to be emotionally infected by the behaviors and the attitudes Unfortunately, even the subconscious projections of others that don't always have your health and your wellness in mind. Let's explore this today because a lot of the series we're doing around emotional intelligence, emotional health, emotional epigenetics, they are all in some way imprinted or contagious that we take to our everyday lives. If you're looking to relax or you're interested in cannabinoids, you'll definitely want to hear this. We all know the endocannabinoid system is far more often than not totally depleted, which leads to crankiness, frustration, and just a lack of ability to deal with stress, not to mention exhaustion and fatigue stacked up at the end of a long day. I've been doing this every night for almost three years now, where I take the full spectrum with a tiny bit of THC, but there's also a broad spectrum hemp that our friends over at Cured Nutrition make that is 100% THC free. This is the pure daily CBD mint, quick onset via sublingual dosing with a crisp mint flavor. If you're a shift worker or special forces, police, or just really any human being, maybe a mom, a parent who doesn't want THC, you can get a THC free broad spectrum cannabinoid oil and get all your benefits of nourishing your body and brain and soul, head over to joshtrent.com forward slash cured. Use the code wellnessforce. You get 20% off your order. This is hands down. Trust me, I've done the research. No other CBD stands in comparison. They're all having binders and fillers and additives, not with cured. Head over to joshtrent.com forward slash cured. Use the code wellnessforce to save 20% off. You can get the 100% THC free or you can get the full strength dose so you can approach the day feeling less stressed, more in control of your emotions and in harmony with nature. joshtrent.com forward slash cured. Use the code wellnessforce to save 20% off. So what is it? What is emotional contagion? Emotional contagion is a powerful phenomenon that we can all relate to. How often have you been in the company of someone where you were feeling their emotional, angry, upset, negative, or even joyful, happy, and cheery vibe? And you notice that you started to feel it too. You started to wear their emotions. It happens unconsciously without us even realizing it. Emotional contagion, as far as a definition, how does it manifest in our behavior? Let's explore this. Let's explore emotional contagion from a seduction perspective later on. Also, its effects on unhealthy and healthy empathy, as well as Bruce Lipton's The Biology of Belief. So emotional contagion defined is when we catch or absorb another person's emotions just by being around them or interacting with them. Now, we don't actually feel their embodied emotions like they do. But instead, we become influenced by their emotional state so that our own behavior starts to adapt to fit theirs. This type of influence has sometimes been referred to as social proof. Social proof being the psychological phenomenon where a person mirrors the behaviors of others in a sole attempt to connect and fit in. We're wired for tribe, right? 
In essence, it's the notion that since others are doing it, I should be doing it too. Well, when one person experiences an emotion such as fear or joy, those feelings can spread very quickly throughout a group in which they're present. You ever heard the phrase mob mentality? Well, this incredibly powerful phenomenon, it has a deep impact on our behavior, our relationships, and our everyday life. So where does empathy come in? Empathy is the emotional capacity that allows us to understand and share the feelings of others. It's a powerful ability that can be used for good or for ill, and it's been studied extensively by psychologists in both its positive and negative forms. The reality is that empathy is sometimes an unhealthy thing. We're going to unpack that later on in the podcast. Empathy enables us to more deeply connect with people helping us form stronger relationships and building emotional bonds with those around us. It also allows us to connect with ourselves, with the young part of ourselves, the wounded part of ourselves. And by understanding our own empathy better, we can use it to create a healthier environment for the people we love and, and for ourselves, starting with ourselves. But here's the thing. Empathy without borders, however, is a prime candidate for emotional contagion. It is where people can accidentally start labeling themselves as an HSP, when really they just have poor emotional awareness and poor boundaries against emotional contagion. There's another aspect of emotional contagion, which it's fascinating, but it also has a dark and a light side, and that is seduction. The science of seduction is really interesting. One way to think about emotional contagion is through this lens of seduction. The science of seduction is a intriguing and complex subject that has been studied extensively by psychologists in both its positive and negative forms. It involves understanding the emotional contagion we've been talking about, emotional intelligence, and the power of emotions to influence relationships, both with myself and you or you and me. So when we understand the science of seduction on a deeper level, we can then create a very healthy environment for ourselves and also <laughs> dodge bad relationship bullets. Seduction is not always a bad thing. Sometimes it can be really good, but it's complex and it's often a misunderstood art form. Understanding healthy seduction can help us create this beautiful world and enables us to better connect with authentic people and sniff them out and form trustworthy, long-lasting emotional bonds. Emotional contagion is a very important part of the science of seduction. As we've already talked about, it's when you catch or absorb another person's energy. But what if it's lustful? What if it's a lustful or sexual projection onto us just by being around somebody or interacting with somebody that is using emotional contagion via the vehicle of seduction. Seduction is interesting. It can be voluntary or involuntary, just like our breathing. Many people actually enjoy being consciously seduced. Well, unfortunately, many people who have unhealed wounds become this prime candidate for seduction. They actually attract it. Emotional intelligence really helps us here. It helps us understand how our own feelings and boundaries affect those around us so we can use this knowledge to build stronger relationships with ourselves and with the people that we care about. So how do you know if you're being seduced? Seduction is a powerful tool for emotional connection and relationship building, but it can also be used to manipulate and control people. There are dark seduction techniques that involve emotional manipulation, coercion, even emotional abuse in order to get what the perpetrator wants from their target. So you must learn to protect yourself from this dark seduction. It requires you to do a few things. Number one, recognize the signs of emotional manipulation. The first could be gaslighting. 
The second could be no boundaries. And the third could be narcissism. Now, those are a few. There's many, many more that you can get into. All of these really help you maintain an emotional state of self-awareness. The emotional power manipulation is interesting because when you recognize the signs of emotional manipulation, it is the primary function that protects you from dark seduction. It could be an example of somebody attempting to guilt trip or shame you into doing something they want you to do or trying to make you feel bad about what you've chosen or what you've decided to do. It is important to trust your instincts. You know that phrase, trust your gut. If something doesn't feel right, don't let someone pressure you into doing anything that makes you feel very uncomfortable and especially unsafe. You know, developing healthy boundaries is really another way of protecting yourself against dark seduction tactics. Healthy boundaries are necessary in all relationships, business, platonic, romantic. They literally help define how we expect others to treat us without allowing them to have too much control over our lives. So the way that we do this is by just setting verbal limits or even geographic or physical limits. Setting these limits on other people's behavior helps to ensure that you remain in control of yourself so that no one can take advantage of you. And lastly, the understanding of the power of emotions to influence you will allow you to effectively manage difficult situations, right? So if you understand how to identify when someone's being coercive or when they're being manipulative, then you can still maintain meaningful connections with your peers. You just won't be taken advantage of. You've got some really great tools here. You can go to joshtrent.com and just search for any of the keywords that I've shared with you today. There's many podcasts around this specific act of seduction. One that comes to mind is Dr. Courtney Warren. You know, we also can use seduction for romantic purposes, but to create healthy environments, which I've already said, this is where everyone benefits from strong emotional bonds and understanding communication between parties. We had Gretchen Rubin on the show a few years back and, and she really talks about emotional contagion. This episode was way back. This was episode 129. So you can just search Gretchen Rubin for tendencies over at joshtrent.com. She talked about the four tendencies, the questioner, the obliger, the rebel, and the upholder. Here's the thing. If you're an obliger, this is what I used to identify as. Now I'm somewhere between obliger and upholder. Obligers meet outer expectations and resist inner expectations. Obligers are, to quote again, a prime candidate for emotional contagion because our emotional states being so contagious, people-pleasing, if you've ever felt that you're a people-pleaser, people-pleasers are at risk. We have to be very cautious about how we navigate the waters of emotional connection. You know, we've already discussed emotional contagion occurs when we absorb the emotional state of someone else just by being around them. But there is a solution and the solution is boundaries. In steps boundaries, <laughs> creating emotional boundaries is a very important part of healthy relationships, but it can be difficult to know how to set them if you've never been taught. This is where the Gottmans come in, gottmaninstitute.com. They approach emotional boundary setting as a tool set that helps couples create emotional safety in their relationships for better connection. Their approach focuses on these four key areas, emotional needs, understanding emotional needs, communicating clearly and effectively, taking responsibility for one's own feelings and emotions and respecting each other's differences. Rewind that, listen to it again. <laughs> By practicing the Gottman approach to emotional boundary setting, 
Couples, or honestly, just human beings, can cultivate greater trust, intimacy, and understanding in their relationships. When you have a set of tools and a framework to work with, you can have intimacy and trust and very, very, very good levels of healthy empathy. The power of healthy empathy is, in a way, what the Gottmans are teaching. Empathy is an emotional capacity that allows us to understand and share in the feelings of others, but it can also be used for harm. It's important to understand when empathy has become unhealthy so we can protect our emotional well-being. Let's see how to identify when empathy has gone too far. Let's do some strategies for creating emotional boundaries around this. A prime example of when empathy goes too far is when a three-year-old boy has been infected by the mind virus of gender dysphoria, either by scrolling on Instagram or seeing it on YouTube or getting pressure from peers at school or even, unfortunately, some of the curriculum at schools. It's absolutely deafening and shocking to my, to my mind how this can even happen. Really demonic energies. These energies are trolling for innocence. So instead of being a loving parent and just letting the boy simply go through a process of maturation into adolescence and adulthood with loving guidance and firm boundaries around the biology of that child, unfortunately, an unhealthy, distorted version of empathy would actually allow that child to begin to think that they are the opposite gender of how they were born which would then lead to even more serious mental health ramifications down the road, which we're seeing play out right now in the world at large. So in other words, when empathy goes too far, a helping hand actually harms someone else or yourself. At first, it might be great because you think, oh, I want to take away this child's pain or I want to take away someone's pain. But is your helping hand harming them more? than letting them go through their own process. In this specific example, I would say absolutely. You can see how it's absolutely tragic. A great podcast to listen to about this, The, the Helping Hand That Harms, is the episode we did with J.P. Sears. You can find that at joshtrent.com forward slash 463. So empathy, it's a tool that can be used for good or evil unconsciously or consciously. It's important to have a healthy version of empathy in order to build strong relationships. But when empathy has gone too far, we have to look no further than how emotional contagion affects behavior relationships in everyday life by understanding Bruce Lipton's work, The Biology of Belief. Let's dig in. The concept, the concept I want to jam with you here, it's based on this idea that our beliefs about ourselves and the world around us have a powerful effect on our emotional and physical health. Biology of Belief literally changes how our cells and genes are expressed. The power of this concept lies in its potential to improve mental and emotional well-being, and our physicality. The beliefs Bruce talks about act like scripts. These scripts shape our behavior, emotional states, and the way that we interplay with life. So when it comes to emotional contagion, we can literally use these scripts to create positive emotional states in ourselves and in the people in our six-foot radius, or right now with you and I on this podcast. Positive emotions lead to increased empathy, a healthy version of empathy, emotional intelligence, and emotional safety. Biology of Belief suggests that when we change or release old belief patterns, we can then create new patterns of behavior, which ultimately result in improved health, health of self. Our thoughts contain energy. Thoughts can dictate and move energy. This has an impact on our outer environment via the inner workings of our cells. And recent scientific studies show that when we make conscious efforts to think positively about ourselves, or other people or situations, rather than focusing on the negative. You ever have a friend who's like Eeyore? Everything's like, wah, wah. <laughs> they, they always seem to find what's not okay. 
Well, when we, do, when we do the opposite of that, we can actually increase levels of dopamine, serotonin, and endorphins, the happy hormones in the brain and gut, which help reduce stress, improve mood. And that's what wellness is all about. It's also a widely known science of how thoughts become things, otherwise known as psychoneuroimmunology. A great resource for this is joshtrent.com forward slash 295, our episode with Sandra Biskind, Breaking the Code to Unlock Your Higher Self. That's episode number 295. We have it linked in the show notes today. In addition to influencing neurochemistry through thought, through emotional contagion, biology of belief also suggests that we can use visualization techniques like meditation with guided imagery or breath work with guided imagery. And that sends out waves of energy into the universe, which create opportunities for healing the physical and emotional self. This practice really, essentially what it does is it gives us greater self-awareness. When you have that, you can identify unhelpful thought patterns that need to be released if you want to be well. And you can also get good thought patterns that need reinforcing to be reinforced. This understanding of how beliefs shape our biology through emotional contagion, it helps us with our self-awareness. With this knowledge and self-awareness, we can then be empowered to make conscious decisions. This is the key. A lot of this stuff, most of the stuff I'm talking about, it operates on an unconscious level. When you know the conscious, when you can blend the conscious and unconscious, then you can live life well. You can make really meaningful connections. So just to go back, this is a really important thing that I want you to get. It is a scientific theory, the biology of belief, that explores the connection between emotional state, physical health, and our beliefs. Lipton has created this alternative model for understanding the power of our mindset that not only dictates our emotional well-being, but also how our cells and genes are expressed. These emotions created from belief is broadcasted to the world and it plays an essential role in how our cells and genes are expressed. Put it simply, if we believe something to be true, it will become true in reality as well because it's given a thought form. It's given a form through our thoughts and emotions. Let's talk a little bit about visualization techniques before I let you go. This is a really big piece. When you use visualization techniques, like meditation or guided imagery with breath work, you can use belief systems in that supercharged emotional and physical state to literally create positive outcomes for ourselves or those around us. This is what allows you to send out waves of good energy, healing energy, this vibration into the universe, into the universe in your apartment, in your house, wherever you are. This is what promotes healing. This practice of visualization gives us the greater self-awareness. Then we can identify what needs to be let go of, what needs to be built up. So let's bring it home. At the end of the day, all the aspects we've explored today, this pontification of my mind, of my heart and soul with yours, everything has brought us down to know thyself, greater self-awareness, greater self-love through the mechanisms and mediums of intuition, healthy emotional boundaries, and specific practices you can do on the daily that will strengthen your spiritual, emotional, and mental connection to the truth. The truth is, you are loved. We forget it. It's not just the objective truth, but it's the truth that tends to guide all of us in this world, and that is our subjective truth, the I, the ego, the self. If you're interested in more, make sure you head over to joshtrend.com forward slash 499 for a lot of the resources around emotional epigenetics and the missing link in holistic medicine today. So you can better yourself. You can keep this conversation going on a practical level. Don't just turn off this podcast and, and do nothing. Head over to joshtrent.com forward slash 499. 
listen to the next podcast, start taking notes, start moving yourself in a direction where you know what I'm about to be say to be true. You are loved, you are supported, and you are on the right path. <laughs>